0: wherever you are today is the 21st of november welcome to episode 21 of the groovy podcast with me peter lebrook casting from london england
1: and me ken cousin casting this time from boston massachusetts uh one caveat it's actually the 12th of november but pretty close
0: oh (laughs) yeah i knew i'd get that wrong uh right you can see what state my mind is but You know, this I think this podcast needs to have a subtitle of Better Late Than Never. So apologies for having such a a delay between podcasts. It's been, what, a month or something?
1: Yeah, we have to get back on a regular schedule. I mean, you know, we... If we can get on a regular schedule we might even get the number of listeners up into double digits and everything i mean we really just you know if it's more regular but it's tough when you've got three different people who are all traveling on conferences and training classes and everything uh although really it could just is baruch going to join us we're, we're trying to figure out whether he'll be around he's currently at devox right now
0: yes he is yes. and yeah. he did pop in earlier um, a little bit early for the podcast, uh, so he may pop into the call a little later.
1: So we can we talk shall about see it now, if we yes.
0: Have yeah. um, anyway, so uh, before we really get started on the news, uh, I would like a, a, to do a big shout out for Jacob, Jacob E. Mickelson, the author of the Grail's Diary. Without whom, I'm not sure that we'd have much to talk about during this episode. <laughs> And he did, he had his 100th entry of the Grails, Grail's Diary a week or two ago, number 44. So many thanks to him. Uh, I will certainly buy him a drink next time I see him, whenever that's going to be. I, I don't really travel much for conferences now, but um, <coughs> anybody else listening, if you do meet up with Jacob, definitely worth a, uh, buy, buy him a drink of any choice. Oh. And uh, welcome, Baruch.
2: <laughs> Hi guys, live from Devox, with some strange color guys. Oh, you're on the way, you afraid of us. Okay, we're good.
0: Excellent. Well, you'll definitely have to give us some news News as to what's to happening at Devox. Um, but yes, we were just saying, uh, I was giving a shout out to... Uh, Yakov, the Grail's Diary guy, for uh, all the work he's done. He's definitely been keeping up his entries a lot more regularly than we've been keeping up our episodes.
2: Yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm trying to find some kind of a quiet corner here that's complicated.
0: Okay, well while you're doing that, uh, let's get on with the news. The biggest item, I think, we can safely say is the Groovy is being voted out of incubation—that doesn't mean it's being kicked out of Apache. That means it's—it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's been voted to um, uh, what's, what's promotion? No, graduate. Graduate out of the incubator.
1: Probably, right? It's Yay! It will be a top-level project at Apache as soon as the vote can be ratified. From what I understand, the vote was pretty overwhelming in favor, which is not really surprising. I don't know how often the people who do that ratification meet, but supposedly the next time they meet, this ratification will be just a formality. That's your understanding as well?
0: Yes, I mean, I, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, it's just uh, they just need to get that meeting of the what was it the project committee or something or the overall committee for Apache to um, approve it
1: so we definitely have to congratulate uh, you know uh, Paul King and Guillaume LaForge and the people who shepherded that through the process they did a wonderful job and it'll be a really nice milestone when groovy becomes that now did you notice recently Guillaume LaForge did a, a a couple of tweets, and I think he did a, a discussion at a conference where he mentioned that since Groovy has moved to Apache, the number of downloads per month has doubled, which is really wonderful.
0: Yeah, that was quite impressive. Um, I have to say, when it comes to download numbers, I, I feel that they are a, they should be viewed in a relative aspect. So I'm glad he he point he did that as you know double the number because that's that's pretty significant. Uh, so yeah, as you said, congratulations to everybody involved there and I mean I'm not looking forward to updating all my URLs again but hey it's (laughs) worth it groovy.apache.org we're there almost
1: it still looks Uh, funny to me to see the words Apache Groovy uh, on there but I'm more than happy to accommodate you know that's it's a nice milestone and and just having that Apache license and and infrastructure gets a lot of companies to be willing to adopt this in many fashions you know I I just anecdotally I have noticed that in my Groovy presentations on No Fluff conferences and elsewhere the size of the audiences are getting bigger again I think that we're starting to see a greater influx into the ecosystem I personally think a lot of that's being driven by Gradle but for whatever reason I am I think next year is going to be a very good one for Groovy Okay. And yeah, I also, sure.
2: yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, everything is for the better, right? And uh, our, uh, um, we we are afraid what is going to happen after all that. And it looks like it's working well. And I think that uh, Grails team um, also they uh, they are growing. They continue the continually hire people, and uh, so that will be. And then Grails three is much more. I would say a mature tool that framework that Grails 2 work. So I think that we will have uh, more adoption of Grails as well. So everything is for the better.
0: Yeah, so that that goes on to uh, another news item, which is the Grails team growing. There was uh, a couple more. I saw Ryan Vanderveer has joined, and um, somebody else, uh, Will Buck, I think his name is. Right. So uh, it sounds like the team is at least double, maybe triple the size that it was in uh, Pivotal.
1: They also tweeted, by the way, OCI did, that they've got additional openings. So I don't think the expansion is over yet. I think they're still looking for more people. I think Guillaume himself wondered on Twitter whether basically everybody involved in Groovy and Grail is going to wind up at an OCI employee at some point. <laughs> so we'll see. but it, it Well, definitely... it's
0: either there or uh, Gradle Inc. at the moment.
1: Right, right. Are, are, do you have any news you haven't told us? Or are you moving to one of those companies? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh no no there's no news <laughs> let the rumors
1: begin yeah well we can start one about baroque of course that would be easy enough to do
2: oh yeah but that will be useless because uh, jfrog
1: yes of course of course
0: anyway so i'm looking forward to seeing what oci have uh, planned for for grails because they're obviously investing very heavily into it mm. um it definitely looks like they're planning to do a lot of project work around it but in terms of th- where the framework is going itself Um, hopefully we'll learn more in the new year. So yeah, that's great news. Um, Actually speaking of Grails and Grails 3 uh, one of the most popular plugins, Build Test Data so this will, uh, this plugin if I remember correctly will just add uh, kind of mock data to your system to unit tests and possibly integration tests as well so you don't have to give values for everything, you just give values for the properties that you're interested in and everything else that's required gets sort of random strings or numbers or what have you, the appropriate type.
1: Yes, so, I haven't used it in Grails 3 yet, but I used to use it in Grails 2.x a lot, uh, basically what it does is it examines the constraints you put on your domain classes and generates objects that satisfy the constraints and then you go from there as you say.
0: Yeah, a much better way of explaining it, thank you. Uh, I've, I've, not. <coughs> I kind of, this must highlight how little testing I do in uh, my stuff.
1: Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
0: yes, yeah, so uh, good work on the uh, build test data guys, getting that one finally out there. So a lot of uh, Grails developers will be happy. Okay, so that was that, uh, so actually still speaking of Grails 3. Lots of people have been waiting for IntelliJ support, and of course they had to wait for version 15, which has been in EAP for a while, but suddenly out of the blue, like last week, I think? Last Monday. Yeah, yeah, IntelliJ 15 final came out
1: now as Jeff Brown has pointed out on numerous occasions you didn't actually need IntelliJ 15 to do Grails 3 because you could use the community edition and just treat the Grails project as though it was a Gradle project and everything would work fine and he says he does it all the time nevertheless a lot of us have gotten accustomed to the additional Grails features inside of IntelliJ and it was very welcome to see when IntelliJ 15 came out that they have full Grails three capabilities. I was uh, teaching a, a Grails class last week. Now it was a Grails two class, but I downloaded the new version right before we started class on Monday morning. I used it all week. Uh, I ran it. I had no bugs of any kind that that affected me. Things the look and feel was slightly different, but basically very comfortable. I have not tried the Grails three support, but there is a video produced by uh, Trisha How do you pronounce it? Gee.
0: I think it's Trisha Gee, but I'll probably get a, get that wrong. So the well, i or G. I,
1: I, I've talked to her via email, but I don't know how to pronounce her name. But she's a Java champion. I mean, she's an excellent developer who's now a developer advocate at JetBrains, and she produced a, a three or three minutes or less video demonstrating the new Grails three capabilities in IntelliJ 15. So everything looks wonderful. I've been using it now for about a week and a half, and I'm very happy with it, and I hope to continue to use that in the future.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. So I definitely will, uh, I've been waiting for the 15 release to uh, get that ultimate license.
2: I have a question. Why do you, both of you, wait actually for the release? The early access program runs uh, about half a year, and I would say the uh, first couple of months on early access are, are, are rough. But um, around, I would say, August, September, the early access program is usually pretty stable. That's the time when, uh, when people start using it. And you could enjoy all these for months now. For next year. Uh, yeah,
1: but I, I, I don't enjoy being somebody else's beta tester just on a project that I rely on so I, I like I have enough trouble with beta software I like to wait for the final version.
2: Well okay I've, I have just uh, based on uh, many years of experience um, I, it's usually pretty solid and there are some rough uh, ages here and there but generally the benefit of, of working with the new features and the, every version has a ton of them and it's definitely a more than uh, the those um, ages that sometimes you encounter. I would strongly suggest trying it out next year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been using the EAP for uh, about a month now. Okay, Uh, And it's been working fine.
1: Uh, One other comment, by the way, about IntelliJ. in November is when JetBrain switched to the subscription model that was so controversial before Uh, I haven't actually adopted that yet because my annual subscription renewed in October so I I can probably jump on the subscription model at any time but right now I'm still on it have you gone to the subscription model yet
2: a sub they, um, if you remember, after uh, the controversy, they revised it, and now it's actually a hybrid model. So you can keep buying the annual license, or you can use the subscription model. The nice thing about their subscription model, and it's pretty unique, and I think it's a very smart move that actually made the whole um, the whole proposal actually beneficial instead of being controversial, is that you actually um, how do you say it, uh, say it you pay to um, you just pay for the for your license in small monthly payments after a year of, of be- being on this subscription model you get your permanent license for the pre- for the previous year version which means that you actually buy it and it's yours and if you don't feel like going f- for another year of license you can just stay with what you are and it's yours forever which is uh, which is great and it's unlike other subscription models which actually um, stop working as soon as you stop paying and that's great.
1: That was nice that they changed the model to work with that I was just wondering if either of you have already switched over to that yet or not
2: well I have yeah and I have complimentary license so I don't know how it is paying for IntelliJ.
0: After all that we find (laughs) he has a complimentary license yeah uh, I will will find out soon
2: the w- one of the reasons that I have it is just because of the previous statements that I just did about IntelliJ, right?
0: Sure.
2: How yeah. great it is.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, moving on from IntelliJ, who I don't want to give them, give give them too much <laughs> exposure. Um, I need I need to work for my license, guy. Uh, yes. Fair, okay. Fair enough. Right. So the uh, other release uh, from this week. I think it was this week, Gradle 2.9 release, first release candidate is out. Um, I was just looking through the release notes. I didn't notice anything particularly big. I mean, there's been a lot of performance improvements. If you have uh, a large number of projects or a single project with a large number of source files, the incremental compilation slash build is a lot better now. So the build should run significantly faster. Um, there may be some other features. They're developing their new JVM component side of things, JVM library spec, JVM app spec. Um, but th- that's progressing. Um, I haven't seen what the features are yet. So um, hopefully, I'll have a better idea for the next podcast. OK, so Gradle 2.9, uh, SDK Man, they switched names a while ago, but they were still pretty much focused on. Groovy-related tools. It has now added some extra ones from outside of the Groovy ecosystem. So it's finally justified its name change. Uh, it now supports Scala, SBT, Apache Maven, and Salon. Maybe we'll see Kotlin added there at some point.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I and mean, it's we exciting. are
2: waiting for the JVM support, of course, right? That's the that's the big, the big and shining goal. I heard of us. But
1: that's, that's the, certainly
0: the one that a lot of Groovy developers are hoping for, yeah, the JDK.
1: But that's very difficult given the way Oracle restricts access and forces you go through downloads. In fact, Oracle makes life, I mean, one of the reasons it's going to be so valuable when they do add that is that I had clients last week that needed to install Java 7 instead of Java 8, and that's not an easy task anymore. I mean, Oracle is really going to great lengths to hide that behind an archive page, and if you don't want to use Java 8 and you want to use Java 7, you've got to go digging to find the right links just to do the install. So one. Once that is resolved, if it it is possible to resolve that, you know, if they allow those additional installers to be made available through a simple script like that, that will be really valuable. But I'm not holding my breath on that one. I think Oracle is going to make that as difficult as possible.
0: Yeah, it's always painful in training courses, like watching people get set up starting with the JDK and whenever trying to develop, I mean you've developed your own videos and um, other material, don't you Ken? You probably have similar experience trying to explain, okay, so let's start with how to
1: install Java, because the Oracle stuff just, it's not very friendly. And then you get all these old Windows operating systems and and other things that don't easily accommodate a lot of these tools, and then you have to figure out how to set an environment variable and on and on and on. So, yeah, anything that could be scripted out of that, you know, that would be wonderful. But, again, I think that because Oracle, it's not in their best interest to make that happen, I think they're making that difficult.
0: Um, It could be. Uh,
1: Yeah, so, but it's interesting to see. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, with SDK Man, I have noticed some initial transitional issues for myself, at any rate. Uh, in many cases, when I had uh, candidates already installed, I had to uninstall and reinstall them to get all the paths to update correctly. Like I had uh, Lazybones, for example, installed before, and when I did my conversion over to SDK man it couldn't find the Lazybones command at first and all I had to do was do an uninstall and then a reinstall and then all the links were fixed or what have you so I have noticed some minor nuisance issues but nothing I haven't been able to resolve and I, I am looking forward in the future to having yet even more capabilities in SDK man
0: Okay, I haven't experienced that problem. Uh, I did have a problem with a self-update. It re- it broadcast that it was a new version, but it wouldn't update to that new version. But yeah, um, that managed it to work first. out. But it's you know, this is going to make life better for the 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 great unwashed that
1: don't use Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to use the the force argument on self-update. I it, otherwise I have to wait until it's ready. But if you do the SDK space self update space force then you'll get whatever is latest but yeah i am still somewhat lamenting the loss of gvm but i'm getting used to, to yeah. the yeah. happy with it
0: yeah okay yeah. oh
1: i see cedric hello
0: very ah. briefly we lost the video hi you, cedric
2: you see you now is you now oh,
1: it's the group test ah hey cedric how are you today how are you? Great. Are, did you, I, I noticed you tweeted about doing a talk at at DevOx. What was your talk that you did recently?
3: Yeah, it was a talk about Groovy D S and how you should right. write them in 2016. So, yeah.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward. I, I think you already posted a link to the slides but I uh, DevOps apparently has a nice YouTube channel so I, I look forward yeah. to actually watching your, yeah, your
2: talk. All the, talks, all the talks are broadcasted live and, immediate and available immediately afterwards so you can actually Watch Cedric's talk now. No. Yeah. Okay. You done with it?
3: I'm, yeah. I'm a little Right. I thought it was the day after.
2: No, no. It's <laughs> just it's it's a live stream that gets captured and it's available.
3: Okay. So if you don't have enough of my face there, you
1: can see it on YouTube now.
2: <laughs> but in but both of them simultaneously.
1: <laughs> I'm just a little busy right now, right, Peter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll, uh,
0: if we find the links, we'll try and put them in the show notes. Uh, so that's
1: directly on YouTube, is that? It's a it's a DevOps channel on YouTube. I have it bookmarked somewhere already, I think.
0: Ah, excellent. So is there any groovy news from DevOps, Cedric uh, and, and Baruch? The, the the latest
3: news is that we're grading, I think next week officially. So
2: yeah, we spoke about a, it. Yeah, yep. yep.
3: Long, uh, n- n- and the project.
2: next week will be the ratification. Next week.
3: I think so, yeah. Yay! The board is, the board is meeting next week, so it should be official next week.
0: Ah, super. Yeah. Great news. You heard it here first, folks. Well, but maybe it's a,
1: not. It's, still a good <laughs> thing. it's a good thing we didn't postpone the podcast another week, though, just for that. So that's... <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I noticed, by the way, that Jeff Brown did uh, his talk at uh, DevOps as well, um, I'm trying to remember what he talked about. Oh, he talked about uh, metaprogramming, I believe. Right,
2: right. It was it was extremely extremely uh, well received session. He did it at the university day of the of the conference, and uh, there is this chart of top top ten talks of of DevOps of all the days, and it's mainly Venkat, of course, uh, but uh, but uh, he is in the top ten. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, and and you know it's uh, it's relatively narrow uh, thing. It's yeah. it's groovy meta programming and everything, and it it's and still. Venkat an, is unbeatable anyway. Yeah, no. So <laughs> for uh, top five or something, it's Venkat. It's, <laughs> uh, and just because that the, he only delivered five talks, if he could t- deliver <laughs> ten, he will fill up the top ten. But uh, that's okay.
1: Yeah, on the on the no fluff tour, we have a saying about Venkat that you never compare yourself to Venkat on any scale whatsoever, except maybe height.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the only the only uh, scale that you can actually compare, that's true. And I heard this story, we have jokes, Venkat jokes, like Chuck Norris jokes, that he can deliver uh, two sessions of, a full conference of two sessions only by himself, <laughs> simultaneously.
1: <laughs> For those who don't know, by the way, that's Venkat Subramaniam, uh, and he is uh, one of the he's written many many books including a book on programming Groovy uh, which I think he's got I don't know if that's got a second edition out yet uh, but he also has a Scala book and, and many others, he basically has a book on everything I think his website is AgileDeveloper.com so just giving you for those people who are not aware just i I'll give a shout out to Venkat that way
2: I don't believe that there is someone in the world who is not uh, in our industry who is uh, not familiar with Venkat yeah Anything so
0: there is uh, programming Groovy 2 Right, uh, but I don't know whether that was. The second edition, I don't no, know.
2: No, it's about Groovy too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Okay, so uh, uh, so uh, have there, how many Groovy related talks have there been at DevOps? Has it been a good uh,
2: uh, we had we had a quite we had quite uh, uh, quite some talks at the at the university day. Uh, it was Jeff. Uh, Danny uh, delivered. Uh, And uh, a couple of nice talks about, I think it was uh, Red Pack. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Red Pack. And uh, I delivered a talk about um, writing uh, AST transformations. But that all was during the tools in action, university days, this kind of stuff. During the main um, main DevOps conference, I think it was only used Yusudik with the talk about DSLs. So I didn't see a lot of groovy yeah, content. Other
3: than my, my talk about groovy DSL. there were talk by Guillaume about the groovy history. Right. Uh, but about present future,
2: I, I don't see yeah. there were, I don't think there was a lot of groovy content this year. Not
3: direct groovy content.
2: Yeah, yeah. and they didn't accept the puzzlers, which I take as a personal insult. <laughs>
0: There is a lot of competition for slots at DevOps. I re- I'm really not sure how they decide because they get th- I think I get thousands. He
2: was on the CFP and they still didn't submit and they still didn't attend the puzzles. That's puzzling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh well, never mind. Maybe next time. Um, so actually, while I have you here, Cedric, uh, what are your thoughts on the do while loop? I saw a tweet recently uh, and somebody said. Um, It's not very often that you need to use do while, but when when you do and it's not available, that's just terrible. That's just a a major flaw in the language. I mean, me personally, do while is, I never, ever want to use it. So, what are your thoughts on do while?
3: To to remove that from the language and to, to free the do keyword. Because I think it's more useful in a DSL context than in the do while loop. But it's interesting that you (coughs) ask the question because I remember in the education I used to prefer the do while loop. It's actually with the the style and how you get to use programming, the while loop is enough for more context. So since the code can always be rewritten, use a while loop. I don't mind if it's not available.
1: I I always found it funny that the only major Java construct that is not supported in Groovy is do while. I mean that's where they drew the line. It does make sense of course that you do free up the do keyword. I don't think that this is nearly an issue as important of course As where you have in your Spock tests. I mean, that's a much more important issue. Uh, But I do see that this does come up occasionally.
3: I mean, there are so many features of a language that you never use. And actually, I don't remember ever reading some Java code that used (laughs) the do while loop. So maybe it's just because I don't write enough Java code.
0: (laughs) No, what I've I've always found that every time I think I need to do while, you have to. It, it's not. It's not what it's useful for. It does look like there are some. That there's a, a particular scenario where it's useful. Um, I, I saw some examples that you always want to do the first iteration and then do the uh, condition. It's like uh, read some data while something's not true. But even doing that simple example, you need to check whether there's any data to begin with. So you can't yeah. read it and then do the check. Um, so there are some cases, but it, it's so rarely used that having to do a small workaround, add some extra code, isn't a big deal. It's interesting you mentioned that it frees it up as a, a keyword, though.
3: Yeah, because today you kind of have do as a keyword in the DSL, Just because of that, because it's reserved and it's not implemented, so mm. it kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, it's reserved, also, but not implemented. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch.
2: A while, and you cannot use do for anything else. Yeah, that's
0: okay. Okay, and the most important question, as uh, Ken alluded to, do you indent after spot labels or not? Indent. You indent. You do. Okay, you're off the podcast. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>.
2: bye.
0: <laughs> I do indent, but
3: well, unless I'm forced not to use it, but that's the case for the great campaign. Yeah, uh, Concretely, Gradle. Concretely, I don't indent because All I. All
2: right, they yeah, forced them
3: to behave. They
0: behave. Forced you to, yeah. Good, good. They forced they, them. They, to they, they know what they're doing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, now everyone should use Gradle. That was a clear. <laughs> that was a clear proof that it's a serious tool. But the
3: truth yeah. is that as as you get older and you read more code, you don't care about indenting.
2: No, this is a horrible uh, thing to say.
0: It's a lie. It's all a lie. Um, actually, no, I, I agree, but I, I do care a lot about consistency. That's yeah. the one thing I always bring up in, in these arguments. It's uh, It doesn't bother me too much as long as you're consistent, whether it's bases and tabs and what have you, but we're not going to bring that one up this time.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so, have you, uh, Cedric, you work for Greater link now. Uh, did you see the news The Maven the I, I don't know what's happening exactly, but there's going to be a Google Maven Central.
2: Sorry. Yes, it's already there. They already parsed all the data.
0: Yeah, so Google is uh, it Google hosting the Maven Google. Central?
2: Yeah, so that's it's not actually that Google hosted or something or they moved. They just put a, a replica on Maven Central on Google Cloud. Um, and the official um, explanation about it is that you can do more data analytics on Google Cloud than you could do on uh, Solotype's lousy servers. So that's the official explanation about it. So that they could do like more uh, learning about it and more analytics, you know, big data stuff, on the information uh, that is there. It's not replacing Maven Central. It's not for usage with build tools. It's just for corpus, uh, for uh, for data analysis.
0: Well, if it's not for use in build tools, then what's the analytics for? Because you won't have anything to analyze.
2: No, the, the whole data which is there. For example, uh, Oracle guys, JDK guys, they are really interesting in this data because it provides them with huge bases for language decisions. For example if they will discover that do while is not used they might consider removing it or something they will never do that but just an example of, of an information that they can get from analyzing the, the the data on maven central
3: so it's not data about usage it's data about the artifacts themselves
0: about That's the so everyone everyone will still be working against the current maven central repository no, just everyone,
2: to everyone will use with J will work
0: with JCenter, yes. Center, right. <laughs> okay, I'm obviously not going to get a straight answer from you. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Maven
2: users, okay. Legacy Maven users that don't bother to change their repositories in settings XML will still use the old Maven Center.
0: Okay, and you can't, you won't be able to use the Google one. The Google uh, one, the Google Compute Cloud
2: one. I think you can use it. You,
0: uh,
2: yeah, it's a, it's a it's a public repo. It has the same URLs. It behaves like Maven. It gives you the Maven indexer. It's totally operational. The intent wasn't to replace Maven Central. At least this is what they claim. I personally think that it will be wonderful if they will stop. Uh, uh, encoding, uh, hardcoding Maven Central into Maven because then people will have a choice. They can use this Google thing. They can use uh, JCenter on Bintray or whatever they like. But that, uh, at least officially, not the intent.
0: Okay. And can we, can we expect a uh, a fixed keyword, a, f- a fixed repository entry for Gradle for the Google Maven repository, alongside JCenter?
3: <coughs> Why not? I mean. If it's
0: something there to leave, why not? Okay, you've committed to it. Excellent. right.
1: <laughs> very good.
0: Uh, it's actually
2: very easy to add. Uh, yeah. that those resolvers are, you know, it's just a DSL on top of Maven repository, so it's yeah, very Brittle's easy. And Bridal
3: is totally agnostic
2: about yeah. and the repository you
3: should use. So if you want to use Maven Central, use Maven Sun Pro.
2: No, I think we're just talking about adding, yeah. adding yeah, support for, for the DSL. That will yeah. be like Google Wilson or something.
1: I mean, exactly,
0: it's convenient having the short names.
1: Yeah, they're not they're not getting yeah. it. They're, you it's, can always send it through the URL, but if you don't uh, if you don't have the short shortcut keyword, then people won't be as eager to replace the shortcut with the URL. That's all.
2: Yeah, and uh, on the downside of this, I would say that statistics for usage will be now even more scattered. So for now you need to gather. So you remember Guillaume's post about the download statistics of Groovy? For now he has to collect it from two places. From now on he will have to collect it from three places.
0: Right. Yes. That's an interesting point. Ah well, I'm, sh- I'm sure he enjoys the work. Well, hopefully this won't be too much extra effort. Anyway, so I think it's time to wrap up. We're um, over the half minute, half an hour mark.
1: Uh, any more news that people want to talk about? Just just one. I wanted to mention that one issue about Mr. Hockey having his 1,000th you know, helpful blog post being posted recently. There was a, a tweet about that. That's just a, a staggering number, and I find well, them incredibly useful. And, of course, he's published the groovy ones in a book, uh, the groovy goodness book, and the grails goodness book, and the... Is it called Spock Goodness or something else with Spock, but there's a Spock
2: uh, light, light, not Highlight, spotlight.
1: Spotlight. spotlight spotlight, and now he's spotlight. doing the awesome ASCII Doctor ones, and the ones that have been coming up most recently have been the Rat Pack ones, the ones called, I think it's called Rat Pack or something like that.
2: These um, guys are unstoppable, just unstoppable incredible.
1: Right, so we, we really have to salute him as well for all the work he's doing there
0: Absolutely, yes, 100% uh, I mean, to th- just think about doing a thousand blog posts that's uh, that's quite a bit yeah. so yeah big shout out to him okay so if there is nothing else any more juicy gossip news from DevOps? no
2: no not so much not so much no no
0: okay well hopefully I'll see some of you guys at the uh, groovy and Grails exchange in London uh, mid-december So, uh, till that, and until the next episode of the podcast, many thanks to Cedric for joining us. And we will see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye Bye bye.